Cotarchesi and Summers are hard on a werewolf. All that sunlight, all that heat, all that hair everywhere. It might be perfect, but that wet dog smell? It's hell sneaking up on a victim, even when you're downwind. <coughs> Let Lycan Industries perfume your pits. Wolfsbane body spray enhances your natural pheromonal discharge to make you irresistible. Whatever gender, species, or ethereal entity you're stalking, let Wolfsbane be your accomplice. Make tonight's pursuit easy on yourself. A couple of squirts of Wolfsbane and your sweet summer sweat will have them swooning like a hemophiliac on tap at your favorite vamp bar. Wolfsbane Body Spray Pit Perfume for the Discriminating Werewolf <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Sci-Fi Writers Playing Old School D&D. I'm Jason Onspach, the Dungeon Master for Feast of Goblins, a Ravenloft campaign. I have a cadre of authors just ready to go. Last week, something special happened. Chris Porto, would you like to say what happened last week? Oh, you mean in the campaign? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody not, cares not about our personal lives. lives. Yeah. <laughs> That's God, we don't even care about that. Yeah, so uh, we made our way to Scald, uh, and on the outskirts met a roguish character whom our own roguish character, Captain Jack Random, talked to and discovered... Larry! Larry was his first name uh, the first time, and uh, later called Larry, who was later called John... Uh, let us know that there was a uh, large sum of uh, valuables to be had in the local uh, baron or uh, other uh, uh, royalty-type guy's house. So we made a deal with Larry, later called John, to uh, watch our wagon full of stuff while we go take the valuables away. Larry will get a cut, and we'll also give a cut to the... Uh, uh, very hungry people on the outskirts of Scald so they can feed themselves. So we're uh, off to do the uh, thievery so you for a good have a plan. So uh, John is leading you on a path. It's a path kind of heading towards the river. And he goes, all right, this is how it works. I've got a boat, and you're all going to climb into that boat. Um We'll cover you up. We'll take you around to the wharves. I have a uh, dock inspector who's paid off and lets whatever I bring in go. Now, that will get you into lower scold, but you need to get to upper scold, and uh, we can't get there by water. It, the current's too strong for this type of boat. Um, so once you get into lower scold, 
I can have one of my men, or if you prefer to go alone, you can head you to the wall that divides upper and lower skull. There's a skull, there's a lean-to right dead center in the wall. You get into the lean-to, you go past, you move some firewood, and then you can kind of go burrow underneath, and you'll end up on the other side. You uh, let the proprietor of the establishment know that you're a friend of John Rogers. You exit, and you are now in Upper Skull, and you didn't have to pay a pence to get there. I think that's brilliant. Maybe a man to guide us through, because, you know, we don't want to botch things up, Mary. We don't want to look like tourists. John. Yeah, that's fine. You have something in mind? We also look like covered in dirt after we burrowed our way under a wall. Well, I mean, it's it's a tunnel. We've done it a few times. It's You're not actually digging. Uh, a tunnel is okay, then. <laughs> All right. So he loads you in the boat. Uh, there's uh, there's two guys uh, rowing, and um, he says, I, uh, Captain, you look the part. You can probably stay up, but the rest of you should probably hide yourself beneath those burlap sacks just in case any guards are wondering uh, what the cargo is or why there's so many armed and armored people <laughs> coming up to the wharves. Yes, of course. Yes, they should hide, and I shall conduct affairs uh, in a seaworthy manner. Stow the mizzen mast. Hoist the beam. <laughs> All right, so you start moving up the river. Uh, the uh, the pilot tells you that uh, the river is called the Sing Song, keeping in the Meister Singer tradition. And uh, several river boats and other lesser craft are docked at the wharves when you reach them. The current here is fairly strong, and uh, even the most securely anchored of boats rock and sway with the water. The smell of fish and ale is strong in the air, blending to form a distinct and penetrating odor. The buildings along the edge of the Sing Song are stained a dirty rust color up to about eight feet above the level of the river. So you get there, and uh, Nick, Jack, you uh, you see the pilot talking to uh, an inspector. He nods, takes something from him, and just walks away. He comes the back. The inspector walks away. The inspector just leaves, leaves his pier entirely. Um, Sweet. The pilot comes Draft back. And corruption. All right, all right. I'm going to uh, take the ship back. Leonard here will uh, show you where you're going next. Okay, perfect. I'll I'll uh, thank him immensely and palm off a silver piece on him. He kind of winks at you and uh, pockets it and then nudge, prepares nudge. for everyone to disembark. All right, let's go, my friends. All righty. All right. Here we go. And we're off. Okay. So as you walk through Lower Skold, uh, this section of town ranges from slum areas near the river and uh, walls to a nice park surrounded by clean, well-kept shops in the very center. People are briskly going about their chores, and you can hear workers singing off in the distance from several directions. Sheep are being herded along the main street that leads from the old fortress to the Kartakan Road. As you move through the crowd, it soon becomes obvious that everyone is avoiding you. The crowd parts slightly, like the waters of a stream at a priest's command, to allow you to pass without physical contact. Although it is a relief, we must be downwind. <laughs> although, although it is a relief at first to be able to move through the crowd so easily, you quickly realize that they are treating you as if you carry some vile disease. It is also wow. somewhat curious that you never seem to come across the source of the distant singing. Mm. So. You're, you're passing through. You can see uh, a few things in in the area. Uh, I mean, Leonard there is taking you right towards the wall. He's uh, he's not really 
tour guiding, but you can see uh, the nice park, uh, and you can see a sawmill uh, back up by the wharves. Um, um, but that's this it. is this is Promius. Um, I would like to pantomime uh, sneezing noisily, kind of very close in front of one of these people who are passing us, looking at us <laughs> like we're sick. And I just want to gauge their reaction, like, <laughs> I too! Kind of like <laughs> So they step back, um, kind of with a bit of a disgusted look, but they they don't seem to think that you're carrying some terrible disease. They probably just don't like you because you're an outsider. Okay. All right. Your intelligence tells you that, Promise. Well, they haven't gotten to know our winning personalities yet. It tells me many things. <laughs> I, I just want to make sure the uh, the wolf pups are all back in the cart. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, yep. I just want to make sure. Okay, thank you. <clears throat> okay. Well, I will continue to smile broadly and wave and greet people and just relish the uh, adoration that I'm receiving. Okay. Um, so you reach the wall, which is uh, dividing, bisecting the town. Um, there's a little lean-to shack. It's probably only big enough for three people to go in at a time. So Leonard goes in and intimates for a couple people to follow. Right. So who wants to follow? I'll, I'll go with him. I'll go with him. Uh, quick moment, Leonard. Just step off and let me talk to my party real quick before we go through. Give right. us a moment. All right. Perfect. Um, if on the other side of this wall there's a double cross waiting... I think our response should just be to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Sure. <laughs> okay, perfect. In, we I'll... should kill everybody in self-defense. Yes, yep. perfect. Yep. I just yep. want to be of one mind of that, that when once we start stabbing, it gets real stabby. Well, mm-hmm. We cannot stab the entire town, you understand, just the people around us. That's true. <laughs> exactly. Well, all right. But it will take... <laughs> Let me reconsider my negotiating <laughs> I fought a Hamlet once. <laughs> if you had fought Macbeth, I would have been far more impressed, my friend. <laughs> the bard! All right. Lead us through, Leonard. All right. So uh, Leonard's already inside. So uh, you, whoever goes in first sees that he's moving pieces of firewood off of a pallet. Uh, when the pallet has been... Uh, all the wood's been taken off the pallet. He pulls it aside and uh, leads to like a little staircase that uh, heads down into the darkness. Um, and he says, uh, "This is the way." Uh, I Tanks can, and Rangers first. Yeah, I can. I can take you through. Um, yeah. but I need to come back, obviously, and to reset this up. We don't want this to be visible for too long. Good Fair thinking. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. All right. So he leads the way. And uh, room enough for single file. We'll lead with our tanks and our rangers. Everybody okay. agreed with that. It's, right. uh, mm-hmm. it's it's pitch black, so you can feel around you. Like uh, you can you can feel, it's just a uh, hollowed out earth, uh, but you can't really see anything beyond what the light behind you shines down. Mm. So if you, you guys are. Worried I could do my light spell again, but mm-hmm. if it's a short walk, I'd hate to waste it. Well, he says it's not long, and you can hear his breathing. Uh, he comes to a stop, says, Hold on here, don't crash into me. You hear the clang, 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 clang. <laughs> <laughs> you hear the motion of, uh, you hear locks and latches, and then uh, he pushes up some kind of a trap door, it appears, a light, torch light kind of. 
floods in, and he climbs out, and his head pops down and says, come on up this way. All right. Still within the shadows, I'm going to uh, cast armor on myself as we're traveling through the tunnel. All right. Hmm. So uh, who's uh, who's in the lead? Who wants to come up and join Leonard on? I would say our two, our two tanks and our ranger first. Yeah. Then yeah. I would say our two mages and mm-hmm. then me. Last of all, safely, and last of all. Okay, so... Uh, I'm bringing up the rear! So, Tanks, you come up. I've heard that. And uh, you, you, it looks, uh, you don't see anyone but Leonard. It seems to be some kind of a, uh, like a store seller. There's uh, some lights on the wall, barrels of apples and uh, various foodstuffs, kind of a, like a root seller. And there's a wooden staircase leading up. And where does the staircase lead to? Uh, that'll take you up to uh, to the kitchen. This is an inn run by a friend of John's. Uh, just just walk in, say you know John, and walk out. As simple as that. Sit. But the inn, the Kartakan inn where we need to go, where is that? Oh, right, right. Okay, well, um, that's going to be on the far end. So as you move through Upper Skuld, eventually the town runs up against a cliff at the top of the cliff. Uh, on the south side is the Meistersinger's Keep. Uh, in the river... On an island is the Kautakan Inn. There's no toll. Uh, there's just a bridge to get to it, and, uh, and that's that's about it. So generally lunchtime is when it's busiest. It slows down in the afternoon, but be warned. And I am, t- I am seriously, because you're thieves, I'm telling you this. That is not a place to be cautious, to be carefree. That is not a place to be at night. Most places in this town are not places to be at night, if you understand. I'm sure you notice the bars and the locking don't be mm. out at night. Right, but here, here's the problem. We are going to that inn to rip stuff off. So, <laughs> And obviously everybody you know, is, is aware of our outsidery presence. So it would seem to me that night would be the best time to move as we will be unobserved and then we can violate the inn. Now, see, <laughs> something tells me, and this is just professional talk here, something tells right, me you're more, like of a, you're more of a pirate than a thief, because if you were a thief, <laughs> you would know oh. that during the day, when everyone is going about their business and generally not staying in their bedrooms, that is ah. the time to make your work. At night, sure, <laughs> there's shadow, right. there's sleepiness, yeah. there's drunkenness, but there's also people in the rooms, and you don't want right. to find Hawk and Lucas in that room, I assure you. He will kill you. What is a Harkin Lucas, by the way? What's his role? He owns this entire... He's the governor of all. He's he's Harkin Lucas. I don't know how else to tell you. Is he Mr. Potter? Like, uh, like, but, you know, like, what was his past? Was he a, a warrior of renown or a I wizardly man? Or, he certainly is a warrior. You know? He certainly is a warrior. He's a warrior. Oh, one of those. Yes, I am a pirate. Okay, so... How do we get to the inn without being observed? Well, you'll be observed, but in Upper Town, if you have the coin, right. they're much right. willing to accept you, if you understand. Hmm. You mean like with the guards? We might want to cross their palms. If, if the guards come across you, just simply let them know that you're well-to-do travelers. And maybe right. they'll ask for something, maybe they'll let you go, but... Uh, that's all. Just don't try to be friends with anyone. Most people will leave you alone. And when you get to the yes. end, as long as you can pay your tab, they'll be happy to serve you. Ah, oh, we're screwed. Right. <laughs> right. Is there a way into the inn without being observed? Not that I'm aware of. Again, it's on an island. 
You could try to oh, swim. Who writes? It's, it, it's uh, there's rapids around it. You see. Who who is John's contact inside the inn? We were told to contact yes. someone inside the inn. Right. So that's probably going to be Leela, and she is Leela. She's one of the serving girls that works in the kitchen. Captain Jackie likey likey Leela. <laughs> so I say we go to the inn, sit, have a meal. Observe the surroundings. Make fun of the girl. As usual, the yeah, Amazon yeah. knows what the hell we need to do. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Yes. So as you're talking, the door opens, and someone begins to come down the staircase. Uh, it's a red-faced man in an apron, and he pauses. What's this? That's a meeting. I'm Jack, and I have a problem with alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Leonard says, these are friends of John. They're just passing through. So he grunts and goes over to his stores, grabs some dried meats, and pays no attention to you. Perfect. All right, so then let's progress rather forthwithly, because we. what time of the day is it right now? Um, it is, uh, what did I say when you got there? It was midday, mid-afternoon. So it's probably around 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. The lunch crowd is over, so the inn's going to be less crowded now. All right, then we'd better hustle our way to the inn, because by nightfall, things will get busy, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Very busy. No. All right. And if we meet any guards who stop us, I'll give them some money and talk to them, and we'll try to move on quickly. And we'll mention John's name, just in case. And be what? ready to hypnotize them, or whatever don't, voodoo you do. Don't offer money. Just tell them that you're well-to-do travelers, and, you know, uh, how do you do, that kind of thing. If you offer money, they might ask for money, remember? Tell them there's That's a right. guy at Don't. the edge of town named John who will give them five silver pieces. All they have mm-hmm. to do is go get it. Or a wolf right. pup. <laughs> right. Yes. Don't give away the farm is what you're saying. Right. We've already taken right. the farm. Don't give it away. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Then, then we shall we shall egress the inn and head that way. Okay. That sounds like a good plan. I feel like this is this is a good place to end today's episode. Christopher Porto, what do you think? Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. All right. So, as we as we sign off, I guess I should ask: Is there anything that uh, that our authors want to say to our listening audience? Do you have anything going on? How are you feeling? Yeah, I think we should all talk about what our our current book that's for sale right now. How about you, John Monk? What do you got? Um, my uh, my book, uh, Hell's Children, recently just came out in audiobook, uh, and you may know the uh, narrator is Guy Williams. Yes, he is awesome. He narrated The Red King, and I always think of him as the Charlie Sheen of audio narrators. That's pretty there cool. There you go. Yeah. Winning. And what what about you, John Frader? Besides your fourth beer, what are you working on? <laughs> I'm working on my third beer, thank you very much. Um, uh, the uh, My cyberpunk book, Digital Idols, is still available on uh, on Amazon. It's doing actually pretty Ooh. nice. It's got a number of reviews, uh, both on Amazon nice. and on uh, NetGalley, which I'm actually pretty happy about. Um, I'm in the final stages of finishing my first draft for my Legacy Fleet um, book, which is called Colossus, which will drop at the end of January. Nice. And you, Christopher Boer? Uh So I have nothing new as of right now, um, but oh. in January I should have uh, two short stories coming out rather soon after that, one in the Gamer Chronicles, one in the Wool anthology and i'm working on my uh 
actual kind of expansion of my kamikaze world. Sweet. And you, Senor Porto? Uh, about a month ago, my book called Avenger, which was a sequel to David Brunson's Invincible, both set in Nick Webb's Legacy Fleet Kindle World, nice. came out. Uh, and uh, Invincible and, and Avenger are both doing pretty well, so pretty happy with that. Excellent. Uh, who am I missing? Who did I forget? Me? D- Jason, Dungeon Master. Well, so I think what I'm excited about is uh, I'm doing a yes. project with Nick called uh, Galaxy's Edge. And if you go to yes. the website galacticoutlaws.com or starwarsnotstarwars.com, yeah. you can kind of see what we're doing. So we are releasing and building our own. Basically, we're just playing with action figures and writing about it. And uh, so far, a lot of people are really digging what we're doing. So we're excited to see what's yeah. going to happen here. It's, we're having a lot of fun with that. And hopefully everybody will eventually jump in and, and uh, you know, we'll just all write a bunch of fun Star Wars stories. So Star Wars, not Star Wars. Thank you. Thank you so much. And Allison, is there anything you want to talk about in your work? Because we love to share in your work. Nope. Nothing to add. <laughs> I think ethically Sweet. she's not allowed, actually. You don't want to tell us about I any of your clients? I can tell you stories, or... but, you know, I like Tell us a horror story. No, okay. Yes. Well, we always support uh, Allison's counseling work, and, and I was just listening to an episode where she talks about um, domestic violence and how to uh, help people with that. So I thought that was great. You know what we need to do? Uh, we need to pick a good charity uh, mm-hmm. that deals with uh, – Domestic violence prevention, um, or helping the women who are, I guess, and men that are victims of it, and uh, and then we need to plug it every once in a while. So we should ask yeah, Allison to I pick think... one for us. Totally, I can do that. Yeah. All right, good deal. If it's okay with Nicole, I mean, I know she only hits me because she loves me. <laughs> Opera singers are mean. Well, you do deserve ever... it. I do, and I like it too, Captain Jack. Likey, likey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week here in Upper Scald, and uh, we'll see if we can't pull off the heist of the century. This episode of Sci-Fi Writers Playing Old School D&D was brought to you by Wolfsbane Body Spray, pit perfume for the discriminating werewolf. <laughs> I'm Chris Porto author of the Legacy Fleet novel Avenger, the first Swarm War book two, your host and producer of this podcast. Our executive producer is Jason Ansbach, author of Till Death. Kevin G. Summers, author of The Bleak December, designed our epic logo. You can pick it up on hoodies and shirts over in our Green Dragon Loot Shop. The shop's logo was created by the lovely and talented Guinevere Boar, our magic user's spousal unit. Go check out the Loot Shop, our bios and more, at oldschoolDnd.com. That's O-L-D-S-C-H-O-O-L-D-N, as in Nancy, D, dot com. That's all for now. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 